Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 15 of Revelation chapter 3, and we're going to be reading from verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. And we were discussing this verse in our last study, and uh, we we saw how uh, the church in Philadelphia, again, uh, is being used by God as an example of all the churches and congregations as he addresses this message to them and uh, in turn to the corporate church that will exist throughout the church age. And, of course, we also find things here that apply um, truth that applies at all time. Well, now we're going to move on to the next statement, which says, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David. And there's just no question that God is holy. And we live in an unholy world. We're unholy people. Uh, there's nothing in this world holy uh, except for the word of God. And the word of God is holy because it's God breathed. It's given to us from him. And so it also is the holy word of God. When people speak of the holy Bible, they are speaking the truth. It is an accurate statement. Now, the Bible is holy because it's perfect, pure truth without error or mistake in the original language that God gave in the Hebrew and the Greek. There is no error. There is no wrong or false statement or word or letter in the whole Bible. It's the one thing in this world that we can pick up if you can find an interlinear Bible um, and, and afford one. They they can be expensive. Uh, it would be highly recommended. You can hold the Word of God and look at the Hebrew, and and you are looking at the pure and holy Word of the Almighty God of the Bible, and it is pure and holy because He is. He is without sin. He is without error, without failing. He is perfect, and and so is his word. And so the Bible says here, These things saith he that is holy. The whole passage we've been reading, our whole study of the book of Revelation, is of holy things. This is a holy book. And whenever we open it, and we begin investigating it and digging into the scriptures, we we are certainly on holy ground. We uh, ought to be very respectful and therefore approach God's word in a very humble way, in a submissive way. We submit to what he has said. We're nobody but uh, a sinner. We're uh, we're sinful creatures that have no understanding, really, 
of holiness apart from the things that we're reading on the pages of the holy book, the Bible. You know, it says in Isaiah chapter 6, just to get a, a little feel for this statement that the one speaking is holy. It says in Isaiah 6, beginning in verse 1, In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is Jehovah of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, Jehovah of hosts. You see, here is the image that is presented to us that Isaiah was was given by God of this gloriously holy, almighty being seated upon a throne and and Isaiah saw him and and the cry from the seraphim holy 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 and what was Isaiah's reaction a prophet a man of God it was to recognize his own uncleanness his own uncleanness the uncleanness of his people it could have been carried further no doubt to the uncleanness of this world the uncleanness of this entire creation, this whole universe, which is tainted and and seeing corruption due to the effects of sin, all is unholy. And, and it is only when we encounter that which is truly holy that we begin to understand that and to fully realize that. And so it is when a man comes to the word of God and we begin to read it. We begin to see the the purity and and the perfection of God's absolute standard of righteousness, His utter holiness, and and how do we measure up against it? Well, we we don't. We fail. We we do not come anywhere near that perfect standard of righteousness. And so the Bible shows us our unrighteousness, our lack of holiness. It shows us our transgressions and our our iniquities, our filthy deeds. We begin to see our wickedness and, and we begin to understand that we're a lowly wretch, uh, a creature that has rebelled against his perfect creator and this is why David said, I will be sorry for my sin in the Psalms. It, it is what the word of God was sent to accomplish in the lives of people. It, its purpose is to shine the brilliant light of the holiness of God into this world and into our uh, personal life so that we might see 
our darkness and our uh, fallen state and and therefore we might be broken and come humbly to God beseeching him to have mercy upon us of course this was in the day of uh, salvation when God was granting mercy the the word of God was accomplishing its purpose when it it did indeed shine with this brilliant holiness into the earth and so the proper reaction is to cry out I am undone and unclean filthy vile spiritually dirty in thy sight oh wash me O Lord and cleanse me by thy word that I might be pure and holy and and that's what the gospel does for God's elected it washes the sinners with the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ as he took those filthy sins upon himself in order to cleanse his people and then he clothes them with his own righteousness pure fine white linen pure and clean and that that's what the bible does but uh, man when he sees this holy word when he encounters this holy word if he's not one of god's elect he flees from it he he tries to get away from it because it does convince him it it does convict him of his own sins and he begins to see himself not as the good person that he thinks uh, initially in his ignorant state but he begins to see himself as an individual that is not good at all there is none righteous the bible says and and so he must get away from that light it's exposing his actual condition and and he runs to the world and he runs to darkness to deceitful things to lying things and he runs to people that'll tell him and reassure him he is a good guy after all and and so on but god will not let his people run and that's where his drawing hand came in god holds them and will not let them get away or crawl back uh, into the darkness to escape the the light that is shining within that person's life and and God keeps them there until they're led uh, unto repentance to salvation well th- this verse in revelation 3 says he that is holy and he that is true and of course this this again is referring to god who else is true but God? Do you know any man who has always spoke the truth? Any woman, any person at all? Do you know any child? Of course, after people spend a number of years in this world, you're certainly not even going to bother to ask that question, are you? And I wouldn't either. Uh, who who would think that there is a grown-up adult uh, who has never lied? Well, let's, let's start at the very beginning. Let's start with the little ones. Certainly, they're innocent. Certainly, they, they haven't lied. Well, uh, unfortunately, we can't even say that. God tells us that as soon as they be born, they're born speaking lies. Speaking of every child born into this world, except for the Lord Jesus Christ, who was born of the Virgin Mary, 
by the Holy Ghost. Uh, He's the only sinless individual that was not conceived in sin and was not born speaking lies. Well, uh, again, excuse me, we we could say Adam uh, as he was created, but Adam wasn't born in the typical fashion. He was created fully grown as a man. No, outside of Christ, there is no individual born into this world uh, who uh, has not lied, who has not spoken untruth. You can't bring a clean out of an unclean, after all. The the Lord reasons to us in Job. Uh, every uh, individual born in the world comes from unclean parents, sinful parents, and therefore he is born, conceived in sin, and born speaking lies. Even when he cannot speak yet, yes, uh, the Bible says he's speaking lies because there there is a heart, a spirit in man, and uh, it is in in that deep down uh, place that the soul of an individual that he is saying there is no God, which is a lie. He he's speaking lies already before he even learns to talk. Well, the Lord God is the only one that is true. You're not going to find truth in in this world. It, it, you can go to uh, the biggest library you want. You can read as many books as you want in any uh, field or subject matter you want, and you're not going to find truth. Well, you can find truth as long as it's uh, limited to 2 plus 2 equals 4, yes, or uh, this is a proper way to uh, construct a house. Yes, you can find truthful statements in those areas, but whenever men start to talk of God, whenever they start to talk of reasons for being and the important things of this life, you will find nothing but lies in philosophy, in religion, in any other uh, place, in, in secularism. Nothing but lies. Men have no idea of what actual truth is when they go away from God and when they have left the Bible. That's why Pilate said to the Lord Jesus Christ, What is truth? He was speaking for a great many men throughout time with that statement because man has no capacity to comprehend and understand truth. But God is true. And it says in First John... In chapter 5, 1 John 5, in verse 20, And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. God's people know truth because it is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is God. It is the word of God. Thy word is truth. And uh, Jesus says of himself, uh, he is the way, the truth, and the life. He is truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. And, And there's never been a truer statement than that. 
that God is true. We can trust him, him alone. We can trust the Bible and the Bible alone. We can't trust any individual. We can't trust any person. And and we cannot trust certainly any other writing that is in this world apart from the Bible, only the Bible. Well, does that mean we shouldn't listen to any men teach? No, no. God himself is the one who has established that uh, he shares or he opens truth to uh, his people. And then he expects his people to then uh, break the the bread to share that same truth with others. And that is God's methodology that he has established to bring truth to as many as possible. If every individual, for instance, if uh, someone studied the Bible and studied the Bible and they came across uh, a truth, a wonderful truth, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Well, now they know it. Now they know that truth. Because maybe they spent 50 hours or 100 hours digging into the word of God. And then suddenly there it is, a, a nice shiny golden nugget of truth. And, and it's a wonderful thing. Well, now they, uh, what, what are they to do? To keep it all to themselves? To, to hide it in their own person? Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. I, I learned this truth. And and yet, uh, what about others? What about their family? What about their friends? What about other people out there? Aren't they to share that truth? Well, there's some today who are um, ridiculously saying, no, don't share that truth. Keep it to yourself. We we don't listen to men today. Well, uh, that that's foolish. That would uh, result in... Uh, in um, a Bible study that that would uh, take a thousand times longer because when all of God's people are studying together, all are digging in the word and all are sharing with one another, then we begin to come to truth at a much faster rate. We cover more ground because people are looking here and looking there and when one individual who has the time and is able to put in a hundred hours can share with others that are working at a, a job where they hardly have an, an hour or two to spare uh, as a result, and they could never find that same truth. Well, then you see how the whole of the body of Christ is edified and all can be blessed. The problem is, that there are some that that uh, are teaching things that aren't true. Uh, then what does that mean? Well, we don't listen to anyone teach? No, it just means we check out everything we're hearing from people. And as we always should have been, and we uh, examine what they're saying and compare, we see if they're following God's method of comparing spiritual with spiritual all right, they are, and we uh, we see if they've done their homework uh, as we think about what they're saying, and we think, now, is there any other verse that might be a problem to this teaching or this statement, and so on. That's how we check it out. And God tells us that when we do compare Scripture with Scripture, 
the Holy Ghost teaches. And therefore, God is is saying that he is the one who taught that, even though you might have heard it from uh, a man, uh, because God's the one who uh, opened up that individual's understanding. God is the one who gave him the ability and, and time to dig in and and so forth. Uh, well, it, it's just a foolish thing to uh, to uh, say, well, only the Bible, only the Bible, and uh, we, we don't listen to anybody else. But really, that uh, allows some individuals uh, to uh, basically uh, do what's right in their own eyes. That, that way, they don't have to listen to any teaching that they don't like. And and uh, I'm afraid that's how it does work out in some cases when when someone hears, for instance, the end of the church age. Well, I don't like that. So I'm not going to listen to that man. And in my own personal Bible study, well, I don't see any end of the church age. Does that mean there's no end of the church age or does that mean that that particular individual has just shut his ears to what the Bible is saying concerning the end of the church age? Likewise. Some people, when they hear about May 21, 2011, well, I don't want to listen to that anymore. I don't, I don't want to hear that. Uh, it's just coming from men. And I don't see that in my own personal Bible study. Well, does that mean there is no judgment day that occurred on May 21? Or does it just mean that that person has decided to shut their ears to what the Bible is saying concerning May 21, 2011? Uh, you see how... Uh, it, a person can really use that kind of idea to um, to shut out truth from the Bible that they don't like. And and uh, you can use it for election. You can use it for anything, for marriage and divorce. Um, when someone is sharing a verse, oh, we're not to to get remarried after divorce. Oh, well, in my own personal study, I I don't see that at all. And and uh, so I'm not going to listen to you. I only listen to the Bible, they say, and then they go and they get remarried. And uh, it, very conveniently, they they didn't have to listen to a man because God's not teaching through men anymore. It, it That's what they say. And it just permits them to shut out right things. And, and so they don't have to hear these things, they think. And it... Um, allows them to be freer to do what they want every man does what is right in his own eyes but but that's not the case that's not the case at all we're we're still in in a time when a believer can share a truth with another believer there's no problem with that at all and and god's people understand that we we find all throughout the bible that christ used individuals to share truth. That's the way God has always worked. Now, as far as sharing in the church, well, that's a different matter because God has ended the church age and and he has removed all authority from pastors and elders and deacons to feed his sheep. He says in Ezekiel 34, I will cause you to cease from feeding the flock. And therefore, uh, no one in the church has any God-given authority to teach any longer. But anyone who comes out of a church, there's no problem if they want to teach a Bible study or if they want to teach on uh, a website or, or in a little fellowship group. There's no problem at all. 
Well, now we come to that third statement in Revelation 3, in verse 7. These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Now, this is really a very interesting statement of God. He's speaking of the one that has the key of David. It's the same one that is holy and the same one that is true. So, therefore, it is God that has the key of David. It is the Lord Jesus Christ that has the key of David. And when we come together again in our next Bible study, we're going to look at at these um, words and, and this interesting idea that God is presenting here. And we're going to look at the key of David and, and what that might mean. And the fact that God opens things and God shuts things and mankind has no ability to change either one. If God opens, man has no ability to shut it. And if God shuts something, man has no ability to open it. 